0: Hi, welcome to Faith, Coffee, and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Sheree. I have not been here in such a long time, so I am so glad you're joining me today as I talk a little bit about my reflection on Psalm 36. I hope you enjoy, and it's so good to be back. Hi, welcome to Faith, Coffee, and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Sheree. And I am so glad to be hopping on today. Um, I haven't been on in a while, haven't posted. Um, life has been a little unexpected. I had some unexpected things happen in my family. So I went home for a couple of weeks and spent time with them. And I just kind of took a step back from things. Um, so I am going on vacation in a few days, going down to New Orleans and Savannah. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And then I'll probably start kicking things into higher gear because exciting things are happening with the Single Moms in Faith Conference. Um, The application for speakers closes on August 31st. So I will be then reaching out and choosing speakers for the new conference that will be taking place in December. Um, If you look back at the podcast, there's more information about that. But today I wanted to hop on and talk about Psalm 36. And what I've been trying to do every morning or at some point in my day really is to read scripture, right? And I think that as a Christian, it's something that should be part of our foundation, part of our daily spiritual disciplines. And I know for me that when I read the scripture there is a sense of peacefulness that comes into my life, even when everything is like chaotic and crazy and like very unsure, right? Because the Bible and the verses in the Bible and the scriptures, it really gives us that assurance because it's God's word and God's word is perfect and it's unfailing and it's um, really food to our soul. And so today I wanted to just... Again, hop on quickly and talk about a piece of scripture that really stuck with me this morning. Um, it's Psalm 36, and it's not the whole psalm. I mean, the whole psalm is wonderful, but I, the part that stuck out with me was one through four, and I'll read it really quickly and then kind of dive into it. It says, an oracle is, if, is within my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before his eyes, for in his own eyes, he flatters himself too much to detect or hate his sin. The words of his mouth are wicked and deceitful. He has ceased to be wise and do good. Even on his bed, he plots evil. He commits himself to a sinful course and does not reject what is wrong. So one of the things that I do when I'm reading scripture is I will pick out a piece of the scripture or of the verse that really sticks with me. And then I try to pull it apart and I call it the sticky word method. (laughs) I don't know if somebody has already made that up, so I'm not going to take ownership of that. But the sticky word method is me looking at the scripture and pulling out the words that really stick out to me, then going to um, define them, right? And figuring out, what that means in context of the scripture, and just kind of digging deeper. And so Psalm 364 really stuck out to me. He commits himself to a sinful course and does not reject what is wrong. The four sticky words that really stuck out was commits, sinful course, reject, and wrong. Um, and when I looked up the word committed, and obviously I know what committed means, right? But I like to look up the definition. It means binded. Dedicated in an emotional relationship, and when I read this, and it says he be, commits himself to a sinful course, it reminds me that we can become binded to sin, right? And whatever part of our lives that, like, you know, we are struggling with, um. And it's dangerous when we form an emotional bond with sin because then we really become binded to it, right? We become dedicated to it and it leads to spiritual depletion. And then I was looking at the word sinful course and course is this path in which we move on and it's a progression, right? So what I was thinking about is how we, you know, and I, we were talking about this kind of in a Bible study class that I was in about, um, you know, how sin, right, can start out as this little thing, right? It, it, and no sin is small, really, but, you know, it can start out as something small that seems so harmless. But then once you get on that course, it it just progresses, right? And when we are committed to a sinful course, that course just progresses. It doesn't stop. It just keeps moving forward and gets worse and worse. And it says, that he does not reject what is wrong. So, you know, when we are committed, we don't reject wrong, right? We stop dismissing sin as inappropriate to our spiritual life, inappropriate as, you know, to our walk as Christians and followers of Christ. And we stop living God's standards, because what happens is we start to live by our own desires standards. We start to live by the world standards. Sin has standards, and sooner than you know it, we become immune to this awareness of, um, of what God's standards are, right? If you think about what it says earlier, it says, for in his own eyes, he flatters himself, right? There's this unawareness, and that's what sin does. It, it helps us to flatter ourselves where we are not um, self-aware. There's not a thoughtfulness to think about what God is asking you to do, what his standards are. And we become immune to really um, discernment and discretion because for us to use discernment and discretion, we need to be on um, God's path, right? Because if not, you know, Discernment and discretion kind of lose its weight because the world will have you thinking that everything is okay, right? It has a very wide pathway. <laughs> and on that wide pathway, everything is considered, you know, hey, it's not that bad, right? Um, everybody's doing it. Don't be a prude. Um, just try it. I mean, there's so many things coming at us. And this is exactly what, you know, the enemy re- wants, right? And so we have to ask ourselves when we are in the beginning of thinking about sin, right? And, and again, whatever that is, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, maybe having an affair. Or, I mean, I think sometimes people think of sin as these huge, huge things that people commit, like, you know, uh, lying and, and stealing and all these things. But, you know, sin can be anything that draws you away from the Lord, too. And so when you are in the beginning, And, and, you know, if we can become aware of like, and that's why diving into the scripture and knowing the word of God is so important because it makes you aware of what is sin, of what is good, of what is of Christ. When you were in the beginning of almost, um, you know, making that choice, because we all have a choice, right? We have a choice. We have free will. And so if we can ask ourselves, you know, what course am I committed to? Because there's, there's clearly two courses. The one course is the course of Christ, and the other course is the course of the enemy. And so this is where that discernment enters, right? Where we must know the difference. What are Christ's standards? and does this course and this path lead to that? Or does it lead to, you, know, what the enemy wants us to do? Um, another passage tells us like narrow is the way, again. I think that what makes sin so attractive sometimes is that it feels like sin is freedom, right? How many times have we done something in the name of freedom that really just holds us into bondage? And um, that's the thing with the with the enemy. I mean, he is it's it's he's a schemer, right? He makes you think that things are attractive and they're not. And that's why it's so important that we humble ourselves to use discretion and discernment, to fear the Lord, um, because God's path, um, when we once sin, will actually seem unattractive, right? Because it feels very narrow. It feels very um, confined. And you know, it's funny, I think right now in the world too, we're talking a lot about freedom and what that is, right? And we can see that with freedom though, comes responsibility. So when you're free in Christ, yes, you're free in Christ, but that doesn't mean you don't have the responsibility of that freedom. And so it's something to really think about um, because Satan has a way of making us think that freedom doesn't infringe upon anything else right like our freedom is the highest thing and yes it is but proper freedom you know like using it properly and it's funny i've been watching these old like videos on youtube if you get a chance it's really interesting it's um in new york in the 50s they had all these students from other countries come in and go to school like a study abroad almost and then they came together on different panels and they debated and they talked about you know, all these issues that were happening in their countries and what they thought of America. And it was so intriguing. And I couldn't believe that this was the 50s. And the one thing that stuck out to me was how civil everyone was, how they could disagree, but they were able to you know, have these really good conversations and these routines. But getting back to freedom, one of the students who was from, I believe, Korea, The lady had asked him, the facilitator said, do you think um, Americans have too much freedom? And he said, no, I don't think Americans have too much freedom, but I think they lack the capacity to use freedom properly. And it really stuck with me. And I think that's how it is sometimes with us as Christians, right? Like we have to have the capacity to use our freedom in Christ properly. And what does that mean? right? And, and and it doesn't come, I think, just naturally. I think it's something that we have to um, really work at in the sense of understanding the word of the Lord, right? Using discernment, being in the habit of using discernment and discretion, um, knowing better, fearing the Lord, and, and really not thinking too much of ourselves. And I think that that's something that we can't skip over, right? Because if we are flattering ourselves in our own eyes, when we start to think that we know more than the Lord, that we know better, that's when we fall into a pit, right? That's when our relationship with the Lord starts to have these big holes in it. And I think you could say that with any relationship you have, right? If you're not aware of what the other person is feeling, or you're not aware and you only look inside and you don't take accountability and you don't take responsibility, that relationship is going to suffer um, you know and again I, I it just this particular scripture really stuck out to me because I feel like in this life we are on this course, right and on this course, we are going to come to many stops that are going to entice us to take that wider path. you know I think about drugs and alcohol. A lot in this in this context um, because I know people who have been affected by it, and you know again I think when anyone who has an addiction um, when you start out on that path you aren't thinking that it's going to lead to death right you're kind of on that path you're going. And you may try it. And you know what? You may think, I'm just going to try this and I'm going to get off on this path, though. Like, I'm going to take that left and get off of this path. I just want to try it, see what it's like. But instead, what happens is you become um, an emotional bondage to it, right? You become emotionally attached. You become uh, binded, committed, dedicated to it. And then the next thing you know, you are on this sinful course, To do wrong. And it's so depleting mentally, physically, spiritually, until the end, unfortunately, is oftentimes um, death, right? A physical death, a spiritual death. And I don't think anybody who starts out on that course plans for that to happen. And that's the thing, right, about sin is that we don't plan for it to end up tragically, we don't plan for it to hurt the people that we love. We don't plan for it to, um, you know, pull us away from God, but it does. And so, um, yeah, I just wanted to hop on and talk about that. And then, you know, I love Psalms because there's so much wisdom in it if you really dig into it. And then I was just like looking at Psalm 37 and it was talking about, you know, um, in some of the verses like verse 23 if the lord delights in a man's ways he makes his steps firm though he stumble he will not fall for the lord upholds him with his hand and i think we have to remember that that when we get on the course right when we are on a a, a sinful path course just remember that god is there he wants to uphold you with his hand you know if we we are going to fall right we we sin every single day i mean you know, just honking the horn and yelling at somebody like in traffic. But I mean, here's the thing. He knows that. He knows that we are human. But when we hold him as our focal point, when we hold him as our priority, when we love him, when we fear him, when we revere him, when we repent, he is not going to let us fall. We may stumble, We are going to stumble every day, most likely, but he will not let us fall. And so, um, you know, I just wanted, like I said, to get on and talk about that because it really uh, resonated with me. And I think that it is one of those things that we don't think about enough, right? Because sometimes what happens is when we are in a sinful pattern, whether it be anger or like I said, anything, you know, we don't see the full effects of it until it's too late. And so using that discernment and and using that discretion and trying to um, have the self-awareness and humbleness that we're required to do to be able to live a life that is, um, you know, reflective of what Christ wants us to do. It takes us to... Be okay with seeing where we're at right and making corrections to that course um one of the other scripture verses in 37 says but their swords will pierce their own hearts and their bowels will be broken um, and it's interesting because again you know we are sometimes usually our own worst enemy and the enemy actually knows that and he wants to use that so just be, you know, just read read through Psalm thirty six, and, and I would love to hear in the comment section like what you think um, about this verse. I just, it really, like I said, it resonated with me, um, and I just wanted to hop on. So I hope you have a great rest of the weekend. I will try to be posting more. I probably won't post before I go on vacation because I have a ton to do. But I do appreciate everyone who listens, and I pray that you're having a safe and good summer, and that, um, you know, you're well. So thank you for listening, and I will talk to you soon.